in this week's Complaint Corner, Spider-Man, Ubisoft, Christmas, and some other shit. This is Critically Complaint. Hi, I'm Adam, and this is Steve, and in today's special halfway, uh, I should say half-assed, uh, Christmas-themed episode of uh, Critically Complained, we're going to talk about Spider-Man, and we're going to be festive, kind of. We're going to try to be festive. <laughs> yes. Are, do you you yes. like Christmas, right? Dude, yes. everybody likes Christmas. It is impossible right. to not like Christmas. Okay, I mean, I think I think you're completely right. I Christmas is great. I mean, I, I've heard even people, people be like, who, "No, there's only two kinds of people that don't like Christmas. There's the people who just are unhappy in life, and then there's the people uh-huh. who don't like it for specific religious or commercial reasons. But I bet those people still like getting presents. I would agree, I, and I think that those people are like they don't not like Christmas. They just don't like like what Christmas represents in, like, a grand scale. Right. You know, like, no one dislikes spending time with your family and getting free things from them. I mean, like, some like, people no one, probably do, No but, one's, you like, know. Well, okay, I mean, I guess... I, I, I guess with people you love, how about that? Your there true you family. Huh? There, there? Sure, right. yes. Tis the like, no one's ever going to say... Yeah, no one's ever going to say, like, oh, no, spending time with people that I love and get, and having them get me things, and I can get them things, too, and we can share in festive joy? That sounds terrible. Why would I ever want that? Like, no, no. Personally, I love like, giving presents. It, I, you know, I know this about you. You've mentioned this a few times. But you some go people above just don't like getting them. Yes. Some people are not gracious uh, gift receivers. I've always been a good gift receiver personally, but mm. I am not a good gift buyer. I I am not a good gift buyer. Like I can do it, but I just I get anxious. Like I I always well, get scared. That's because they put I'm a time gonna... limit on you getting a thing, so there's pressure all of a sudden. If it's just like, you know, you're out and about and you see a thing, it's like I bet such and such would really like this mink scarf or, or whatever your fan, million friends like. You know, then it's easy. But it's like okay, you have. I, X number of days to find something to make this person's day special. Don't fuck it up. Go. You know? <laughs> so I, I have to be honest that uh, in that same, in, in, in that uh, train of thought, I uh, I have not bought a Christmas gift for my wife yet. I have wow. to. Uh, I, I know, I know. Uh, like, we we went on vacation not that long ago, which is why we were on uh, hiatus. Like, the show was on hiatus, for those mm-hmm. of you who don't know. Well, everybody knows. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, but uh, we went to uh, the, the Dominican Republic, and that was really fun. And it was it was incredible. But um, we got to feed monkeys by hand, Steve. Like, Gross. It was It was just, it was, oh, man, it was not gross. It was awesome. Uh, but... Uh, but that was great, and but we were so focused on that that uh, we got back and we were like, "Oh shit! Like it's Christmas in like two weeks. Like, are we gonna do anything? Like, do you have anything?" And we, like both of us were like, "Yeah, no, I've, I haven't even been thinking about that. I've been so focused on this trip and like making sure everything goes okay and getting excited for that." Uh, that I know she's now bought me something because I may, I hope she doesn't listen to this episode. Uh, I may or may not have stumbled across it because I was cleaning up and she just like had it in a plastic bag on the kitchen table. Uh, but it wasn't even wrapped. Like, (laughs) like it was just like, it was a thick, should I, should I say, should I say what it is? Like, fuck it. Right. I mean, if she's not listening Uh, to this episode, it doesn't matter. And I'm not going to be there with you. I don't think she is. 
Yeah, I don't think she is. And if she is, like, you know, sorry, sorry, Megan, <laughs> but, but I did, I did see it, and I have not told her. I've not told her that I found it. Uh, it's a, it's a mug that says uh, like number one cat dad or something, or just cat dad. Wow. I think. I know, I know. Like <laughs> that's kind of like the vibe of this Christmas that we're doing this year. Like it's just like something kind of cute, Chachkies. and small, and like don't think too hard. Yeah, you know, just something, something fun and cute and small. Nice. Uh, so I, I'm not that worried about it. Uh, personally, I personally, buy all of what? my presents in November and I wrap them the day I get them. Dude, you're insane. Like you're really like, I, I I wish I was more like you, but also like I don't think I could afford to be more like you. Like you're you're crazy. Well, you have to buy them anyway. <laughs> Why I mean, does it matter true. when yeah. you buy them? I mean, straight up, my mom will start uh, buying Christmas presents in like august like she that's is too early. thinking about that's that too shit early. way ahead of time yeah like because at that point you're like deliberately buying somebody something and not giving it to them for an extended period of time for no reason other than you don't want to have yeah. to do it later like getting them that, in november yeah, no. that's just being pragmatic getting them in august that's just silly i, I don't know no, I, I I agree with you like she's one of those people who like she like you know she likes to do a lot of gifts um for everybody and she likes to like be you know save money on things so she's like so she'll like keep an eye out for sales on things and if something's a really good deal then it's like oh this would be a perfect christmas gift but she has that in her head like oh you know, okay as yeah i'm not like thinking like that year, when, I, basically. when i do it i did uh, i did experiment briefly with the idea of uh, i had a list in my phone of people that i thought i would want to buy presents for at some point and I started randomly assigning them things as I saw them in case I ever needed to go back and, like, you know, get somebody a present in an emergency. Uh, the problem is that when I do that, I go, like, I bet they like that. I should just get it. I should just get it now. And then I do. And then I don't have that option for later. <laughs> so it, do it didn't really work. Yeah, that's... Yeah, like, you gotta, you gotta be... I don't know what you gotta be stronger mentally, you know. You no, gotta I, just be like, God, no, I'm, I'm not. Gonna I am get it one now. of the worst at that because it's like you, I get you something, and it's like, oh, you're gonna have to wait till Christmas. But the entire time, I want to be like, do you want to see what I got you? Do you want to see what I got you? It's so cool, you <laughs> love it. Do you want to see what I got you? Like the oh god, I it's the worst. Uh, oh god, I I can't believe I have to. I'm, I can't believe I'm going to talk about this. But with my ex, that was a thing. Like my ex used to. Uh, like get me like a nice gift and then like like practically beg me to ask what it is and i'm like i, like, oh, nice. I don't want to know like, <laughs> nice 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 like nice, it's nice. christmas it's a christmas gift like i don't need to know that like just don't tell me that's fine or don't give it, it like or like they would want to give it to me too and i'm like no it's fucking like <laughs> like, like what are we doing <laughs> well i mean <laughs> this there's a, a small gift. chance if you get it early they'll have to go get you something else so you know well, okay so you say that, except here's the thing, Steve. I was the one paying all of the bills. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, cool. <laughs> well, oh, so, wow. What a nice like thing you bought me with really... my money. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. It's like, no, 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 no. This is a Christmas gift, and that's what this is set for. This is what I budgeted for, goddammit. <laughs> you know, we didn't, it didn't quite go to that I only level, have so but... <laughs> much money to give myself, so we're going to have to do this the right way. <laughs> oh, that's God. Fair. Yeah, that's I mean, fair. yeah, if that's... That's exactly what it was. Well, uh, then I hope oh, that they were gosh. really generous gifts to yourself. Uh, 
sometimes. Yeah. Um. Uh, one of them was a switch. Uh. So that was that was a good one. Cool. But I can't honestly like the rest of it. I blocked out. So like I don't even remember the other one. I just remember the switch being a gift to me. Uh. Oh, God, from I can't yourself. I'm fucking talking about this. Well, yeah, it's a gift to me from myself that they took mm-hmm. uh, when we broke up yep. because uh, they were the ones who bought it. And I was like, yeah, but it was a gift for me. And they're like, you're not going to let me have any of the consoles? And, like, throwing a big fit. And I was just like, you know what? Fucking just take it. I don't even care. <laughs> like, that was, was, that was like, the right whatever. call. That was the right call. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, as a matter of uh, fact, exactly. get your bum ass and out And I wasn't going to... And I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna give up the PlayStation. Like that was mine, and that was I mean, yeah. going to be. You mine, brought that into uh, this relationship. Uh, technically, no. Actually, just, technically, just say uh, you did. I mean, yeah, that's kind of what it was, but whatever. Whatever. Anyway, Merry uh, Christmas. I don't have. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Uh, you know, what would a cr- episode of Critically Complained be without me uh, having like a small therapy session? <laughs> and that <laughs> like, is your gift to the people. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you we know, don't really yeah. have a format that could really support a Christmas special or anything because it's not like we can no, cover no. Christmas themed things. Not that there's I, a shortage of Christmas cover... themed things out there for us to talk about. It's just that like they don't really fit into our specific wheelhouse, and nobody really wants to hear us talk about Home Alone or whatever. So, I mean, unless they do. I, you know, it's funny. I watched Jingle All the Way uh, just like two nights ago. Gross. Uh, and that movie is is so funny and stupid. Like I I fucking love that movie. <laughs> that's the I, getting I, the superhero toy Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep, that's the one. Put the cookie down now, oh <laughs> like, dude. The, it's isn't it's, it cool how that guy became a like, successful actor and a politician? I know it's it is crazy. I was just saying that to Megan. Like I was like I was like this man was the governor of California. Like like, like what the fuck? What is this? And he's got I don't a even heart, understand. Which it. is really cool. Yeah, he's a, and yeah, he's got a big heart and he's a super cool guy. From no, a pig I've heard. heart. I God, I would a pig heart. Oink oink. Oh, he's pig. He has a he has a pig heart. Yes, I didn't even know that because his heart exploded what? from the steroids. Oh, I mean that that does make sense, but uh damn, I didn't even know that. That's so cool. Fucking badass. Yeah, so he's got all the powers of a pig. Him. <laughs> is that is that it? <laughs> what I mean, are the powers of a pig? Uh, you just like you lay around. Sweat. Um you taste really good. Yes, probably like, he does. <laughs> he's the he's the other other white meats now. Yep. Yep. And uh, I guess you just lay in mud. You can eat anything, and it's yep, fine. Yep, like, yep. You, like you'll eat, you'll eat like moldy old grapes and shit, and you're just like, "Yep, not a problem." <laughs> I mean, that is kind of a cool superpower to have. Like, you never need to clean your fridge out because you just go shopping, and then until it's all gone, you never have to go again. You have to throw true. anything out. Yeah, that's true. Now, personally, yeah. uh, just we have a okay. So a I need to I need to get this story off my chest because this bothers me like. At a personal level, and it doesn't seem to bother anybody else, but it bothers me. So at work, we have a okay. fridge, right, that contains, is supposed to be for all of our stuff that we as employees use, separates from the people out there. Um, it's full of 100%, 99 to 100% condiment density. Just, just <laughs> fucking chicken sauce and ketchup and relish oh, and hot no. sauce and all sorts of condiments in case you know that bothers me because as a person who does not use (laughs) condiments or uses one every six months 
I can't Same. stand the idea Same. of condiments taking up my fridge space. Yes! Like, what? how do people fit all of these condiments in their fridge? Like, oh, I can tell you that. Because you? you never throw them out, and you just buy new ones every once in a while. Oh, oh god. Like, that, like, like makes my blood boil. Like, I just, I want to just, like, go in there and just, like, check all these dates. I, oh my god, don't do that. Store. Don't check the dates. Yeah, no, you gotta check the August dates 7th, and throw the fuck 2019. What the fuck? Get that out of there! Why would no one throw that away? Because that's trash. Gross. That's what that is. Oh my god, that's horrible. Yes. And I hope that they hear this because no. the world needs to know what they're doing wrong. You do not yes. keep that many or that old of condiments. You may. I pitched the idea that every employee should pick two condiments they can't live without, and those will stay, and the rest will go. That seemed really fair to me. Especially since I mean, there'd be some overlap. Like, if one guy picks ketchup, everybody gets to keep ketchup still. You know? That means you get, like, one other people will probably I use, mean, and one I weird guess. one that only you like, like Chick-fil-A sauce or something, that only you want, but you get to keep okay, it. Okay, I can't understand why they would keep Chick-fil-A sauce in the fridge. Like a, like like a bottle not, of it. Like, not, you get that Not one. the peely lid that kind. Once. Oh, I mean, okay, that's, that is a little bit better and different, but... Uh, I still just think that it's such a weird thing to keep in. To and is there multiple bottles of the Chick Fil A or is Dude, it just? The I one? have not checked. I don't know. It's just a wall of bottles, <sighs> and there's no reason for me to go in there because the purpose of that originally was to keep our beverages in for us to personally use. But there's no room for beverages. There's only condiments. So unless I want to drink some fucking Red Hot, there's no reason for me to go in there. <laughs> Oh my god. Now, yeah, there is a rack on terrible. the door that does hold cans, and that at one point did have cans in it, but after those were gone, because people would drink them, nobody refilled it again, because that fridge is basically just a shelf now, a very big shelf to put things on top of, and occasionally to cool sure. off your Chick-fil-A sauce, if you needed some Chick-fil-A sauce. <laughs> but other than that, it's totally useless, especially to me. There's no reason to have it, so... It's, no, it's yeah. a waste of a product, I mean, and I wish people would understand <laughs> that you're supposed to not have that many fucking condiments. I, what condiments would you say you use as a as a human being this month? How I mean, okay. many and which ones? Okay, so I guess it depends on the definition of condiments, but are they all, do they all have to be liquid, right? Like, that's a condiment. I mean, generally, right? I mean, would you like, like salt? I'm not counting salt. Yeah, I was just wondering, yeah, does salt count? Because I use no. salt, and I use, Okay, like, I'll pepper. do you one better. I'll narrow but, it down even further. What condiments that did not come with your food have you used? Uh, oh, not many. <laughs> right. <laughs> Almost none. Like, uh, yeah. Like one, I, five. I would say at most three. Okay. And that's... For the month. Like, okay, at most four for the month. Okay. But I, it's probably more like, like two. And that feels average yeah. for you? That does feel, yeah. And were they, like, the same condiment, or did you diversify from month to month, depending on what you're having? Like, is no, it syrup no, it was month pretty or much something? the same. No, yeah, it was it was usually the same. I'm, I'm thinking, like, mustard, uh, sure. which I, I do like mustard. Everybody likes mustard. Uh, that's not true, but smart people like that's, mustard. I was about to say, that's not fucking true. Uh, but Dijon mustard. Yeah, 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 sure, sure, sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, ketchup, I will only do in small amounts, uh, every w once in a long while. Uh, mayo, 
sometimes I haven't done it recently, but um, my wife loves mayo. Um, way too much, honestly. Oh God. Uh, can we talk about how fucking overhyped ranch is? Fuck yes. ranch. Like, what even is ranch? Like, stop it. <laughs> like, it's gross. It it tastes rancid. Like, that's <laughs> what it tastes like to me. I just like no, please stop. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, personally, I don't use any condiments that don't come with my food. For example, if you go to the Chick-fil-A and you get a Chick-fil-A sauce, I'll use my Chick-fil-A sauce that comes with it. But I'm never adding my own. And if I'm getting barbecue sauce on something, it already came on it because my barbecue bacon cheeseburger already has barbecue sauce on it. I don't add it later. So I can tell yeah, you, yeah. I couldn't actually tell you the last time I've used ketchup. I, I don't even think I've opened a ketchup in this last year. And I have not used a bottle from that uh from that fridge, except for hot sauce, which I do use on my every once in a while skillet to make it taste like something other than hash browns. But oh. that's one bottle among thousands. And I'm afraid to look at the, I'm afraid jelly. to look at the uh, expiration date of the hot sauce because I know it's expired. I know it is. But if I look at it, then I'll know by just how much it's expired, and I don't want to have to do that. Oh, that's so gross. It it it's is so it gross. is very it's gross. Yeah. It's not a thing a self <laughs> a self respecting human being should be doing. But that hasn't stopped anybody, and nobody seems to want to change. So, you know, here we are, I guess. Dirt airing out my dirty laundry on the internet rather than doing it over there. I could yeah, just no, one day throw fine. those things it's out, fine. but I mean, why should I, I mean, take responsibility that's what I when would no one do, else will? Personally. No, that's that's what I would do straight up. There was no, a I'm really, not hindered oh God, by it. We're spending so much time on this. But it's important. I just, I it's important to know. I got <laughs> I gotta get this last thought out. There was this woman uh, at work. I pro- I mean, I'm sure I could probably say her name. I won't. Say, I don't even know her last name, but her Margaret. name is Lu- was Luann. Uh, it was Luann. Uh, okay. But she she used to work there, and she was like fuck. She was like a goddamn. Uh, I shouldn't say this. She was. I, I was gonna. Say, I was gonna say Nazi, but I shouldn't say that. So uh, mm. she was a hard ass when it came to uh, the refrigerator and like constant. Like she was writing dates on every goddamn thing that was in the refrigerator. And if it was if it was there for more than a week, she would throw it away. Uh, like that she was perfectly just, like, reasonable to me. Soup- uh, I mean, no, I, it's, that's just it, is it was annoying uh, at the time, but now, after she's gone, it is a fucking nightmare in that fridge. Yeah, <laughs> like, everybody I got totally a taste of understand. freedom, and they're like, you know what, I am going to leave my whole rotisserie chicken in here for a month, and nobody can stop me. <laughs> that's exactly right, that's exactly right, and it's like, oh my god, you guys. I would like, welcome what are a dead we, mother, what are, are we kidding? Doing? I would love somebody to come in and fucking regulate my refrigerator. <laughs> I would love that. Oh, God. It's like, oh, this mustard uh, is not open, to... and also it's three years old. We're going to throw this away, and that'll be the end she of it. She also used to make sure everybody everybody get, got their pay stubs, and that was, like, a big thing uh, right. because people, like, just don't care about their pay stubs because they got direct deposit, you know. Right. But they, uh, so everybody gets their money, but then there's just, like, this paper receipt of it, mm-hmm. which you do need in some situations, but, uh, you know, most of the time you don't. Good luck with your uh, and, audit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, but that was something that uh, people were terrible about picking up, and she would like Young hand them people, out to am everybody. I right? <laughs> no, that's just it. Is the worst ones were the old men who just didn't give a fuck. <laughs> like, like, oh, like right. they would like religiously not get their shit because they just didn't care. Uh, 
but I anyway. think at a certain point you stop needing to bother with that because like what are they gonna do if they come and audit you I mean you're old what's left to take from you I mean <laughs> there definitely does reach a point where it's like I think that I'm gonna reach this point where I'm gonna get old to the point that it's like you know what I don't fucking care anymore like you know I'm gonna do whatever I want and uh, people are just going to get out of my way because I'm old now. Because <laughs> like that, that's that's your right as an old person. That's how that works, right? That's right. Like, you earned it. You like, got here on. by existing this long. So. <laughs> exactly. So get out of my way, old, oh, young people. Oh, my God. All right. So should we talk about actual, like, news stories and oh, stuff? Oh, yeah, or should I we guess. Just so sh- Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Saturnalia, all that shit. Yeah, happy happy holidays to everyone and to all a good night. But like, we're still going to keep talking holiday. this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, happy enjoying the fucking winter. I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> like happy life, everyone. Just happy have a good life. Life day. <laughs> life day. Yes, happy life day. That's that is a, is a holiday that we should all be willing to ce- celebrate. And that's how do you just celebrate? The fucking truth. Uh, I think you have to wear a robe, and then you have to, uh, like, carry, like, a glowing orb, and slowly walk, and eventually you're just gonna wind up in space. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. and, and Carrie Fisher will sing you a song. And Carrie Fisher will and, sing me a song. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Which, like, that sounds pretty nice, right? <laughs> I mean... That's, that's not so bad. It's a, you know, it's a way to send an afternoon, I guess. <laughs> All right, so uh, for news topics, we do have a few. Uh, we're already, like, what, 20 minutes in? Uh, yeah, more than 20 minutes in, and we are just getting the first news, but that's fine. Uh, so Spider-Man No Way Home has made a, an insane amount of money in its opening weekend. Uh, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home has the third best opening weekend of all time like fuck the pandemic none of that matters like you know in the history of movies it has the third best opening weekend of all time uh right behind endgame and infinity war uh which is like of course right and proper uh (laughs) and with with uh 587.2 million dollars globally and that is just like that's insane numbers like i think that the most successful film up to this point was um venom uh let there be carnage which had an opening weekend of 90 million uh and this fucker is over here with five times that like more than five times that like i don't even understand how that's even possible and i have not seen it yet i have not seen it yet uh and i know you haven't either steve uh for me it's because um we have this uh, Christmas tradition where we all get together as a family and we go to see a new movie together. Usually we watch the new Star Wars movies, but obviously that's not an option this year. So we're going to see Spider-Man, which I'm, of course, incredibly excited for. Yep, and I have okay not seen... Uh, say what? Is it A-OK with that? Yeah, I'm very okay with that. Uh, and, I've, and I have avoided spoilers so far, uh, for the most part. I've seen some random fo- uh, spoilers that I don't have any context to. Uh, but, well, okay, I do know, I do know one thing that I wish I didn't know, but other than that one thing, I have avoided most spoilers so far. Uh, how about you, Steve? You, you've also successfully avoided spoilers, I right? have. I don't go anywhere where people would post congrats. those things, so I don't have to worry about finding them, and every time I see mm, nice. Spider-Man, like a picture of him, I just, I scroll right on by. Smart, smart, very good call. It's... 
it's been very hard for me. I, I have been sorely tempted multiple times to uh, read spoiler, spoiler things, but uh, the few things that I do know and that was spoiled for me, I wish I didn't know. So it's like, you know what? Like, it is it is truly better if I go into this blind. Like, I know that, uh, and I'm just going to focus on other things as much as possible and not think about Spider-Man. Also, I've been re-watching all of the old Spider-Man movies in prep, so there's that. All of them? Can't, all can't two read of them? spider all all uh, all two of them pardon you sir i'm talking about all the spider-man movies i'm uh, talking raimi spider-man uh one two three and then the amazing spider-man duology and then i'm gonna watch uh i'm gonna watch not homecoming well i am gonna watch homecoming but first i'm gonna watch captain america civil war then homecoming uh and then all of the other movie season i don't know if i'm gonna actually sit down and watch the avengers like I mean, I do like Infinity War and Endgame. It's just that I just don't think I have time. Uh, but I've already seen... I saw Spider-Man 2 just yesterday. Side note, Spider-Man 2 is the best Spider-Man movie. No one can dispute this for me. Spider-Man 2 is incredible. I love that like movie. Spider-Man movie in general or best of those that trilogy? No, Spider-Man... Live-action Spider-Man movie. How about that? Wow. Uh, fucking uh, Into the Spider-Verse is fantastic, but it's not in the running in this particular situation. Best live-action Spider-Man movie is Spider-Man 2. I will stand by that. I mean, I will grant you it's yes. definitely the best of that trilogy, and it's better than either of the two Amazing Spider-Mans, but I don't know if you're going to have a hard time convincing me For it's sure. better than, uh, than our modern Spidey. Oh, no, 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 no. I think that... Uh, I think that Tobey Maguire is not as good a Spider-Man as Tom Holland, but I think Spider-Man 2 as a film is the best Spider-Man movie. Like, it, it just, it does such a good job at, like, encapsulating Peter as a character and also just how fucking <laughs> uh, unlucky he is. Like, everything goes wrong for him in Spider-Man 2. Literally everything. Like, he has the worst fucking time. <laughs> And he loses his powers, uh, and he, like, almost gets together with MJ, like, six fucking times, uh, and it never works out. Uh, and I just, like, I fucking love Spider-Man 2, and it has some of the best action sequences of any Spider-Man movie, like, straight up. Uh, the, the train sequence, the bank sequence, like, just, I fucking love Spider-Man 2. Like, I, it holds up so well. Spider-Man 1 does not hold up as well. Uh, I, I watched that first, of course, and that has definitely aged uh, aged quite a bit. Uh, it's it's a little awkward looking, but Spider-Man 2 is where it's at. Cool. I love that movie. All right. Uh, I'm so excited that uh, No Way Home uh, ha got the best opening weekend or the third best of all time. Like I, It, it makes me feel like uh, movies are going to survive. Maybe I'm reading well, too much into it. movies but... were never in danger of failing. Yeah, movie theaters, I guess I should right. say. Like, I, 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 I do, I like a movie theater. You know, I like to see things on the big screen when I can. Not everything should be seen on the big screen, in my opinion, uh, but many things should be, and Spider-Man is one of those things. Uh, and I'm just, I'm very, I'm, I'm very happy. That's a I'm good very happy point. For the whole team. Uh, counter proposal. Uh, my stuff is here. So <laughs> <laughs> I get it. No, I totally get it. And you know, if you don't want to ever go see anything in theaters, like fine, whatever. I want theaters to survive. I, I really do. 
I I hope that it doesn't completely go away. I I, I saw the Sonic movie in theaters, right? I I actually don't remember if I talked about this last week or not, but I saw the Sonic movie in theaters, and that was going to be the last movie I ever saw in theaters because I was confident they were going to go out of business, all of them as an industry, during the pandemic, and they didn't. And then I saw Mm. Tenant, and I was like, I cannot let this be the last movie I see in theaters. So I was hoping Mm -hmm. to have Sonic 2 under my belt before they went out of business, but it looks like they're going to survive, so I guess it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, no, I don't. Th- I do not think that theaters as a whole are going to die. I don't think so, but I think it might happen. But I don't think it will happen, and I hope it doesn't. And this Spider-Man opening weekend gives me hope that it will not. Um, but man, it would be kind of cool if Sonic the Sonic the Hedgehog was the last movie you ever. I saw I mean, it would be awesome because like, like, you went to see the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Cool. Like, if I was telling this to myself as a like a couple years ago. I'd be like, yeah, I went to go see the Sonic movie. It was actually the last movie we ever see in movie theaters. And I'd be, I'd be saying that while wearing, like, my Jordy <laughs> LaForge visor on my hoverboard because it would be the future for him, you know? But it's like... Right, of course. You know, I... Uh, Got it. The last movie, the last film I ever saw in the antiquated filming series of movie theaters was Sonic the Hedgehog, the live-action movie. <laughs> and that would have been a so cool thing to end on. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's like, where that, were that, you when movie theaters really ended? Cool. Oh, dude, I saw Sonic. <laughs> there, there's always, there's always hope, Steve. You should really just, you should only see movies in theaters that uh, you would be okay with it being the last film you ever saw in theaters. I mean, that's basically like, what I've been doing, which is why I haven't been seeing a lot of movies. Although I was wrong about Sonic, and Sonic was dope, so I was actually totally fine with having seen it. Well, well, great, great, good for you, Steve. And I can't uh, wait for next- Sonic too. Yeah, no, me neither. Knuckles is going to be so uh, sexy. Ne- You're killing me, man. You're killing me. You're ruining my whole flow. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Ubisoft, our next piece of news is that Ubisoft has been grapp- grappling bleh, uh, with a, quote, exodus of talent. Uh, significantly That's more... That's a fancy way um, of saying a walkout. I, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, not, like, actually a walkout, uh, you know, like what's happening with Blizzard, <laughs> but... Uh, with Ubisoft, they're just they're having so many employee turnover, like much more than they usually do, uh, and that's due to a number of factors, including the Me Too movement and all of Ubisoft's awkward history with, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to call it, uh, with with female relations, I, like with with toxic masculinity. Yeah, let's go with there that. we go. Um, and well, also, female relations uh, is better. Female relations. Uh, low pay is also a, an issue, and uh, creative stagnation was another cited issue. Uh, I mean, but I could have told uh, you that. To, to, just to just to throw out. I mean, yeah, no, me too. Just to throw out some numbers here: five of the top twenty-five people, uh, like you know, top executives uh, who worked on Far Cry Six, are gone, uh, and twelve out of fifty of the Assassin's Creed Valhalla team. Uh, are gone. I mean, so that's that's a fifth of their of their like high level workforce okay, um, that are gone. Hang on, but it is yes, you're right. But uh, did you say twenty or twenty five executives worked on Far Cry Six? No, no, no. Uh, I'm I'm not saying that that's the only twenty five people only worked on Far Cry Six. I'm talking like twenty like the top twenty five people who were paid. You know what I mean? Like the the highest paid twenty five people of who worked on that game. Does that make sense? I 
that seems like a very subjective cutoff point. Because it was it like well, I don't know the first seventh, the ninth, twelfth, and twenty fourth or something or well, I don't know. <laughs> well, I'll <laughs> like, tell you why no, I think I... it matters because you could cut okay. that off at basically any point and say the top one person of the top three people left or the top four of seven people left or whatever. Like that number doesn't mean anything unless it's like a consecutive number. So I'm wondering why they chose twenty five because that seems like a weird place to cut off. Because that assumes that the 25th or 24th or something person had walked instead of, like, the top three, you know? Because they had to lower it down all the way to 25 to say that that person is what's left. And I'm not... This isn't, like, a, a comment on salary or anything. I'm just saying that that is not a helpful ratio. That is a... Fair enough. A nice, fair. pretty round number to use for demonstration. Hey, man, I'm just... I'm just giving... There could be 400 people in that category. <laughs> I don't, what do you, I don't understand. Five of the top 25 people? Like, yeah, that, top 25. They did, that's an arbitrary number. They could also say five of the top 50 people. Well, I mean, which yeah, is I mean, only fine, 10% of the but people it's not left as, then. What, what? Okay, this is just. They're whatever, going for a whatever, punchy fine. headline, is what I'm saying. They are going for a punchy headline. That's, that's fair. I'll, I'll the give you number that. that left is not necessarily representative of a real number of people a substantial number of people i guess i mean to say i see what i see what you're saying i i think that there was like a like a percentage that i didn't i didn't write this part down i'll maybe i'll try to well look it it, later. that would be you said it it was like 20 percent or whatever but that's a percentage of the people mentioned not percentage of people who worked there that no i i see what i see what you're saying and that's and that's true that's true uh, all I'm, I mean, anyway. fuck Ubisoft. That's not what this is about, but, like... Yeah, fuck Ubisoft. Uh, absolutely. Anyway, uh, I, at the same time, I, you know, there is a lot of people at, at all branches, this was another part of the, of the news thing that I didn't quite mention, but, uh, of all, like, levels of the, um, the corporate ladder, like, you know, the, the grunts, and then, you, you know, like, the mid-level employees, and then you have these top people, uh, people all over the place are are quitting and leaving Ubisoft. That's the point. That's that's the news, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I am I'm perfectly fine with that. I really fucking uh, I'm really annoyed with Ubisoft. I've been annoyed with Ubisoft for a long time. Assassin's Creed has been on a slow decline decline for years. You know, occasionally you know it bumps up a little bit, but it just it just that whole franchise has just buried itself into a hole that I don't think it could ever Creative get out of. stagnation. Creative stagnation is the fucking truth. Yes. Creative stag ever Word since freaking Desmond died. But honestly, it was even before that. It was like basically once you go past Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, everything was downhill from Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. That is that is what I would say. That was the second one, right? That was the third one. Fact, okay. Uh, yeah. Because it was one, two, Brotherhood, Revelations, which wasn't as good, three, which wasn't yeah, as good. Yeah, they should just all be numbered, so I don't know. They should all be numbered, but, uh, man, uh, we, I used to bitch about this all the time. It was years ago, back when we were doing this show, where I used to complain about the fucking, like, arbitrary names that so many game franchises are using now. Like, why does everything have to have a colon and subtitle? Like, just use numbers, like fucking adults. Ah, uh, so that there's the possibility of franchising if it comes to it. Yes. No, that's exactly why. And also to feel welcoming to new players, because there's a lot of people who, if they see, you know, 
Assassin's Creed 8, they're going to be like, oh, I don't want to play 8. Where's 1? True, uh, true. So, which I get, but it's all, it just is, it's annoying for a longtime fan because it's, it's, especially when you switch up naming conventions, just don't do that. Don't switch up naming conventions. I hate that shit. You can't do one, two, brotherhood, revelations, three, four, with a semicolon, uh, or what, four, black flag, and then they just completely abandoned the numbers, and it's just, it's just subtitles, and it's like, man, I just, I hate it, I, I hate it more Yeah, than Resident I Evil should. did that too, it was Resident Evil 1, then 2, then 3 with a name, and then it rapidly broke down into just names, and then 4 with no name, and then names again, and then 5, and then names again, and then 6, and then names again. I just and then seven and eight. So irritating. <laughs> like, like, why? Why are you doing this to me? Like, you know, I, well, I like that. Auto does that too, but they don't really matter there because none of them are sequels to each other. Like, they're unrelated, so they don't actually need numbers because San Andreas has nothing to do with Vice City. That's yeah, that's fair. I guess Grand Theft Auto is a little bit different because, like, the the subtitles they're, they're back to numbers again. So who knows? Yeah, they are back to numbers again. But I feel like the numbers are like the big significant ones, and then they'll they'll do other ones too. But it's not like as impactful, you know. But at the same time, I know everyone loves Vice City, which I've never fucking played. But no, everybody uh, likes San Andreas. That's the good one. Oh, is that what it is? I mean, whatever. Yes. I don't know these things. I mean, I like San. I liked Vice City too back in the day. But okay. given the options, San Andreas has a jetpack. Vice City does not. So. I really, I gotta play through and finish five. Is what I should do because, like, eh. I want to. They just yeah, remastered the, the the collection. I know that's another thing I should do. But it's like if I buy the collection, I can guarantee that I will like play part of the first one and then stop. Uh, like that's just that's just how I approach Grand Theft Auto. Fair. <laughs> so it's like maybe i should focus on the one i have first and like just really throw myself into it which it's it's not even like i don't like the game i think it's pretty fun i think it's overhyped but i think it's pretty fun uh i just i just don't i mean i keep telling you that saints row is the superior grand theft auto you do you do and i've been meaning to get around to playing that too and i just never never have I'm gonna you play the new one. You could probably buy Saints Row Three for like ten dollars. It's not yeah, even an investment anymore. Yeah, but old games are gross now. <laughs> wow, I'm, shame on you. I know, I know, but it's just like it's not as good as it used to be. <laughs> like, it, it has never been about looking good. Looking good was never the selling point of of Saints Row. It was the running around with your dick swinging while streaking and getting streaker bonuses and then surfing on top of a car and then shooting somebody with a gun that makes a shark come out of the ground and bite them in half and then beating them to death with a pimp cane. That's all it's ever been about. Yeah, that does sound like fun. All right, all right, all right. Uh, yes, our next it piece is. of news. <laughs> our next piece of news and our last piece of news, but that's all right because I'm sure we'll find other shit to talk about. Uh is that uh, Blackout, or should I say hashtag, hashtag uh, Blackout Star Wars Eclipse uh, has started trending on Twitter uh, in response to uh, David Cage's history of toxic workplace behavior. Uh, And last time we talked about this, I mentioned that he said some not-so-great things, but now I have some more specifics. Uh, So 
In 2018, three different French media outlets reported on his toxic workplace environment. Uh, they said that he had inappropriate attitudes to female staff. He told in he told inappropriate, dirty jokes and made multiple homophobic and racist remarks, uh, and also made inappropriate remarks about the female characters and the female models uh, for the game that they were making. Uh, and <laughs> time out really now. Quick. What's up? Time out. What? While time you out. were after you told me this news, I was this entire time in the back of my head thinking if I could remember a single black person in Heavy Rain. And I don't think that I actually can. That uh, might just yeah, be a coincidence. It doesn't but I don't think there's anything but white people there. And I don't remember what other games this guy made because I don't think I ever played any of the other ones. But I'm wondering if that's a common theme. Detroit Become Human was another one, and also yes, right. He, that has that has Cylons in it, but it doesn't, or, or it has Blade Runners in it, or whatever. But it doesn't have minorities. I don't know. I've never played it. it looks well, boring. You know, it's as funny hell, you say but. that. It's funny you say that because um, I guess there were fans who wanted uh, one of the androids to be able to romance like a, another male character, so it's a male android. <laughs> And they want him to be able to romance a male character. And David Cage said, no, no, we, I don't make games for gay people. Yeah, you, you said this people. last week. I know I did. But now I actually know that it happened. <laughs> it did oh, happen. Okay. He did say that. Uh, oh, fantastic. Yeah, no, it's it's just just dandy, right? Uh, mm -hmm. So, but now... He's several, like a pool guy. Uh, yeah, totally. So now several prominent YouTube channels are also joining on this hashtag, and I have a feeling it's just going to continue from here. Uh, I don't, I'm kind of hoping that maybe they just, like, kick David Cage off of the team or whatever, and they keep making the game. I, I mean, maybe... that's probably the smart thing to do, because they still want to make this thing, because it says Star Wars on it, so they probably still want to make that money. But all they have to do to placate people is not have this one guy there. It's really easy to do this. It's really easy. Exactly. Yeah, it's a, there's a very easy solution here. So, like, maybe that's what's going to happen, and maybe we'll, we've corrected, correctly predicted the future just now, but I maybe not. And uh, I, I, I'm going to join in. I am not going to play Black... I'm not going to... Blackout, Jesus Christ. I'm not going to play Star Wars Eclipse uh, if David Cage is involved Me by the time it's... <laughs> Uh, you know what? At, That's not good enough. I can solemnly swear I won't buy this game, even if he does come off the project. <laughs> wow, Steve. You're so self-sacrificing. You know, applause. Know. Like, oh, thank you. Yes. yes, you may now clap. I will jump on that grenade for the team. Oh, my God. I hate you so much. <laughs> but I'm really excited to play the game. Like, I would like to play the game. But uh, it's not so important to me that I want to support a total asshole. So, uh, yeah, I'm not going to play Star Wars Eclipse. When I release the um, episode, or the, no, when I release the tweet announcing this episode on Twitter, I will make sure to include hashtag Blackout Star Wars Eclipse in the thing. I will do this. I remember. <laughs> oh, you're gonna use. Oh, you're gonna use my business's channel to promote your own ends. Uh, yeah, yep. Mm -hmm. All right, I, I couldn't care less. <laughs> it's our businesses, and it's not a business because okay. <laughs> we. Well, don't then we should money. vote on it. I don't think we should do it. Why not? We're talking about care. it. I don't care. It's do whatever you want. Yeah. All right. Great. 
Uh, you said you would wanted to join in. You wanted to join in because you don't want to play the game. Yes, because... I'm not going to even buy that game. That's how yeah. devoted I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there we go. In fact, oh if you God. start to talk about it, I'll chastise you. That's how much I care. Yeah, that's fine. Well, oh, I mean, okay, if I start to talk about it in saying that David Cage got kicked off the game, you're going to have to suck it up, Don't Buttercup. you even say that name. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, so we're gonna move on now to... You may refer uh, to him as David Blaine only. <laughs> David Blaine. We're going to move on now to uh, the Magic Hour, and I do... I did write down uh, a note from last week, so I feel like I shouldn't get full points because I cheated. Uh, but uh, I have... My note is that uh, the Legion of Dusk equals Conquistador Vampires. Uh, and I remember yep, that. that's still accurate. I, I remember that from last week, so, which they sound cool. Oh, yeah, and there was, like, other weird things on that plane or whatever. Right. Uh, right? Yes, dinosaurs and merfolk. Dinosaurs. Yeah, there was all kinds of cool shit. I remember that. So, do I get yes, some points? cool feathery dinosaurs with a sort of Mesoamerican flavor to them. It's very Ooh, cool. Very I like cool. it a lot. Yeah, that sounds It's awesome. a very cool plane. We're probably not going to go back there for a while, but it's very cool. All right, all right. So, uh, what That's where got... That's probably where Pirate Jace was. Pirate Jace. Pirate Jace. I don't care. But, yeah, he, okay. he bonked himself on the head and for, lost his memories for like the sixth time in the series, and then he wound up there and woke up a pirate. It's pretty cool. Uh, great. And then, and then he started beefing the Gorgon lady that he met there. I mean, he, he already knew her in his previous life, but that's a story for another time. Okay. <laughs> I have no context for this, but okay. Vraska's so cool. She's one of my favorites. Not Jesus as good as Liliana, obviously. Just, just Liliana do, just is my do wife, the but I would cheat on her with Vraska. Just, just shut up and do the timeline, Steve. <laughs> All right. <on>. Rude. <laughs> 3,840 AR. Soren Markov creates Avacyn and the Hell Vault. That's it? All right. Uh, Soren Avison creates the Hell Vault. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, uh, says created Avison and the Hell Vault. Oh. Oh. Same wait. time. So, wait. Soren creates. Soren Markov creates oh. Avison and the Hell Vault. Soren Markov creates Avison and the Hell Vault. All right. I want to know about the Hell Vault. Hell Vault. But maybe I should ask about Avison. Hell no, I got- Vault. Vault. Oh. Okay. Right. So it's just a. It's a vault for hell. All right. What is Avison? I don't know what the fuck that is at all. So, uh Avison is an archangel that Soren Markov created. Do you recall Soren Markov from our uh I'm sure you don't. Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, he was one of those guys that was dealing with that Eldrazi problem like 400 years ago. Whatever. Anyway, he's a vampire from Innistrad and he created uh Avison to combat the night creatures of Innistrad. Uh, because they are overrun with things like vampires and werewolves and the like, and he wanted to make something to defend people, so he created a protector for them in the form of Avacyn the Archangel. That's awesome, actually. That's very cool. Uh, yeah, it's, she's she was pretty cool. <laughs> so she's dead then? All right. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, she uh, went crazy, dead. and then he had to kill her. Oh, oh, that's sad, but that's kind of cool. Yeah, too. he didn't like it either. Yeah, yeah, I believe you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, poor Soren Markov and Avison. That's that sucks. But mm-hmm. uh, cool, cool. All right. I'm gonna. Should I? Should I write that? She's down? She's still nah. kind of worshipped. 
a little bit. There's an archangel that went crazy and was killed by her creator, Soren Avison. Oh, no, wait. Soren Markov, and the archangel's mm-hmm. name is Avison. All right, I'm going to try right. to... I'm, yes. to she, I'm not going to write it and die yet in this year that she was just created. She's not dead yet. Right. She's not dead yet. All right, fine. But he created, he created the archangel. So that's fine. There's a card uh, called anguished unmaking that depicts that of the killing, of killing her? her. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's fucked up. Uh, but okay. That's, that's pretty sad, man. Anguished even like, that's, yeah, that's, well, she went nuts. He's not, he's not having a good time at all. Uh, Dude, Edgar Markov has had just the worst life. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so now we're he's going to He's lived a very on. long time, and actually he's in our most recent story right now, and it also sucks for him there. Oh, yeah. Well, poor guy. I Do you remember Alucard from the Netflix uh, Dracula yes. series? Yes. I okay, do. that's him, basically. Oh, okay. So he's, he's like, a vampire almost who hates to a himself? T, he even looks like him. Oh, even better. All right, cool. I know who Alucard... So Alucard... But not Alucard. His name is Soren or something. Soren, yes. who is Alucard, created an archangel. Uh, yeah, it's pretty wild, actually. He's got a new card in the new set, and it looks just like Alucard. Like, they're not even trying anymore. It's just <laughs> Alucard. <laughs> All right, cool. We're now going to move on to my humble opinions. Uh, and I am probably going to talk for too long, uh, so I'm going to let you go first. <laughs> so, okay. go right ahead, Steve. Uh... Well, I kind of have a little baby one here. Um, all right. I have decided, Adam, that after I have done all, I've experienced all of these things from my past and decided I didn't like any of them, I'm on a quest now. Mm. Uh, I decided I'm going to play a bunch of things that I purport to be good and just put, subject myself to finding out that they're not good anymore. That's what I've decided to do. I'm going to oh, okay. whittle it down and find out which old things are actually still worth engaging in. Okay. I mean, yeah, you're going to be disappointed so, sometimes, but not hopefully I, not every time. Yes. So. I'm going to go right. in now assuming that nothing will be good anymore and maybe Smart. pleasantly surprised. To that Smart. end, I bought myself, because I remember recently saying that these things kind of held up, uh, Dead Space 1 and 2. Not oh. 3. I know 3 sucks. I didn't yeah, need no, to play don't 3 play three. 3 don't blows play. I still haven't played 3. Anyway, so you, so you bought cool, Dead Space sucks. 1 and 2. Yeah, I, I did. Uh, so, I booted up Dead Space 1. It looks so ugly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe that. <laughs> looks really bad, but that's to be expected. It's pretty old at this point. It's like 2007 or something. Not even, I, 6? 2006 maybe? I don't remember. This is on the title screen. I remember being flabbergasted, like, oh my god, I remember this when this was new. But, whatever. Uh, yeah, so, played through that. Uh, looks pretty gross. Uh, my brightness on my screen was too high, so a lot of the dark thingies weren't actually that dark. Mm. But, I have to admit that Dead Space 1, 1, kinda holds up still. Kinda. Kinda. A little bit. Okay. That's pretty good. It's a unique enough premise where the jankiness of the controls actually kinda adds to the effect, not taking away from it, you know? Because, like, how defenseless you are is kind of the point. And they still kind of stuck to their horror roots with this one. It's definitely still supposed to be you versus some xenomorphs. Not like, you know, modern horror games. They were trying still. They were doing their best. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, um, 
I like how you're uh, some useless gob engineer, not like a soldier or a space marine or anything. You're just some guy. Like, even the first weapon you get, the plasma cutter, my is thing. just like a tool. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just a, an appliance that you use. to. F- Dude, I love the plasma cutter. I beat the whole game with almost just the plasma cutter. It's the best thing in the game. Yes. Yeah, no, like, I, totally I, well, I bought I like the most of one. the other guns. The line the gun's pretty cool. The line gun? The, yeah, the line gun, I whatever mean, that's called. The line gun is basically just a bigger plasma cutter, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so why would I not But the love fire that? rate's slower. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I mean, it's it's the perfect... It's it's a, it's a re- I'm going to compliment them pretty sincerely here. It is a perfect blend of tool for the job meeting the theme of the game. Because, like, mm. you're an engineer. It's a tool. You The ba- best way to kill one of these things is to delimit... And it's got the best functionality, mechanics-wise, for taking limbs off in clean shots. Especially, like, if you turn it horizontal, which I don't know anybody that plays it with the vertical setting. You always switch it to alt mode and shoot horizontally. That's just me. Because it takes the legs off. You just shoot them right, it's like square in their dick, and you can usually take both their legs off. Occasionally, I'll try to shoot off a shoot off an arm. Uh, I usually go for the legs first, well, but... I- you know, sometimes yeah, here's, I would shoot off here's my one-two punch strategy. Shoot him in the dick, that takes him down. You shoot him in the left arm, because for some reason, the animation for them laying down, the left arm is always higher than the right arm. Or I guess yeah. it's the right arm on them, because it's the perspective. And you just pop them in the shoulder blade, and that takes a regular guy out of the fight. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. But, yes, I, I love the plasma cutter so much. It's 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 awesome. I wish I had one, actually, like, like, the, so like a model cool. of one. I would yeah. totally have one. Um... The ar- also, uh, Isaac Clark's armor is pretty unique. They don't really, uh, they kind of made their own very unique flavor and look to this thing. I will give them lots of credit. Artistically, this is a very uh, competent designed game. Yes, uh, It's pretty janky, and the story is pretty inane, but... Yeah, that's the worst thing about it. Appreciated. It's appreciated. Yeah. Uh, I made it through the game with just the plasma cutter and the rifle, basically. I... I briefly tried the javelin launcher thingy which i was like okay it's kind of fun uh the saw blade gun i was like okay you know it's it's good at this but the more guns you carry the more kinds of ammo you have to worry about so i only ever brought two and that's all i needed to beat the i never even bought the flamethrower because why am i going to set these things on fire that just makes them more dangerous that i've never understood flamethrower as an anti-zombie weapon never understood it I mean, okay. They don't feel pain. They're just going to come at you anyway. Now they're on fire. That's a, that's, that's a fair point. It, it, I think Flamethrower is useful not against zombies, but against, like, other situations. Like, Flamethrower is great against, like, Xenomorph, for example. Because it's one of the few things sure, that Xenomorphs, sure. things, like, can't Things that with. definitely react to pain, Flamethrowers work well against. And yeah. these things don't really... I mean, they will, like, run through most of your shots. They're, they're not, you know, it, it doesn't bother them. Um, the, the actually the most annoying one in the whole game that I personally think in one is those fucking stupid uh, little crawly baby ones with the three tentacles that come out and they shoot at you because oh, like those. lining yeah. up the shots to shoot those guys actually requires me to like have to stop and aim at things. I don't like that. I usually just ran from those because I wasn't gonna I wasn't in for that, and they never die right away. But my favorite thing about Dead Space, and it's still true to this day, is that fucking delicious stomp. Oh, I love the stomp. Oh, yeah. Yes, Isaac Clark stomp. melees like a Greek god. <laughs> I, Just the, the thunderous Buddha like, Zeus. Iconic. It's so cool. 
You know, like you have to Fuck, it's like, awesome. love the stomp. Like I don't think there's anybody because there's nothing better than like something's coming up on you, crawling its way through, you know, trying to get to your organs and shit, and you just stomp on it like a badass. Like it's just like, yeah. Yes, you could, I love how you can perfect. like squash heads and snap off arms and stuff with just your boot. Which, unlike <laughs> the zombies, it kind of makes sense because I guess they're supposed to be like you know stretched thin tendons and. And, and brutal bones and stuff, but, like, on a regular person's body, you could just step on their leg and just snap their femur in half. It's like, that is not how that works, but it's so cool. It, yeah, it's one of those things that you just kind of have to accept because it's a video game, you know? Yeah, but, but I, I still so love cool. it. And I love the kinesis mod, like, picking up things and throwing them at that guys. Fun. Uh, fun. They didn't really master that in one yet because, like, you know, you, you can't, like, throw their blades back at them as a piercing weapon quite yet in one. You just... Acts, acts like any other object, but it's still cool. You know, the, it's, it's the fucking stasis thing, thing where you so slow cool. guys down. I never really use that, but it's nice to have. It's a cool thing to use on those really annoying caffeinated guys that, like, vibrate and run at you. That yeah, appear, like, yeah. only in the end of the game. But, whatever. So, yeah. I think those uh, are my least favorite. His, his stomp makes me feel so good. Dead Space 1 still, still kind of holds up. Uh, you would be forgiven for not liking it, but I think if you liked it the first time, you probably still like it the second time. And I forgot most of it, because I went back in there, and I was like, I don't remember any of this. I don't rem- I remember snapshots in my mind of, like, doing things, but not what I was doing context-wise, like, not what the plot is. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just remember being dragged by the big tentacle and having to shoot it, or I, like, fucking uh, finding the, the marker and, like, dragging it across that conveyor belt to, like, throw it in that cavern or whatever. I remember those things, but not why I was doing them. But, oh, that is one thing that sucks, though. Uh, when you get picked up by, like, the tentacles and shit, you have to, like, aim your gun on the Z-axis with no, like, but from Isaac's perspective. So you're, like, trying to 3D aim an object from a point of view you can't see. It's really odd. I, I didn't like it, but it only happens, like, twice in the game. But I definitely did die a couple times because he wouldn't, aim to the axis I was trying to aim at, but That's whatever. a problem. So Dead Space 1, still fine. Dead Space 2, more mechanically complicated, and with that comes more story. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Dead Space yeah. did not need more story. No. That's uh, the worst thing They made two, Isaac sure. kind of a bummer. I didn't really like him that much. As, like, he's kind of boring as a character, now that he can talk. It's pretty pretty whatever yeah and there was I usually definitely hate the silent protagonist thing but it worked for isaac I mean, like for it sure. was perfectly fine for isaac because all he was was a vehicle for us to experience spooky hallways with exactly um yeah yeah but now that he can talk and he's like a person they kind of it's like the fucking gordon freeman thing like everybody thinks that you're like this especially in three Everybody thinks that Isaac is, like, this super awesome alien-slaying badass, even though he was just some dork who managed to live. And now he's been elevated to, like, fucking alien slayer, you know? It, it's just the weirdest thing. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Um, I like how in 2, uh, you get, like, the cool, uh, the cool upgrades to the existing things. Your stomp shakes the screen when you step now, which is just so good. Oh, God, it's yes. so good. Yes, there, there is sure. nothing quite like when. So there's like those little heads on tentacles that run around. There is nothing like fucking timing a stomp to just splatter one of those guys before they get to you. There is no feeling that makes you feel quite <laughs> like nailing the perfect stomp on something. But you know, no, that's I about mean, where the praises right. end, to be honest. Oh, awkward. Um, I like that the plasma cutter is a thing you like rip off of a like a surgical device because you're in a hospital this time. So that's pretty cool. 
it's still a tool. I like that it's still a tool. But sure. you also see it in the hands of like other human people that you run into, and it's like okay, but does there are there no guns in this world? Like, I know there's a gun because the pulse rifle is just a real gun. It's just a gun you can actually get. So guns exist. If people aren't like using like fucking shovels to fight these things, but how does that lady also have oh like a uh, the equivalent of this world's welding torch as a weapon? It's just a little bizarre. And it, it happens it in feel... three too. Like I don't like that well, at all. It makes me feel like they're that. trying to make it to like be a real gun, and it's not supposed to be a real gun. Because in three, yeah. when they fucking kidnap you in the beginning, they hand you one. They're like, "Here's your plasma cutter to fight some bad guys with," and you're like fighting humans in that game. So I'm shooting humans with, like, the equivalent of a gardening supply. And it's like, uh, why didn't I just get a regular gun? Why did you give me a tool? that Like, we're going on a mission to fight people and things and monsters and stuff. This is not a survival situation here. This is a, we're equipped before we leave thing. Why didn't you give me a real gun? It just, I don't know, it's bizarre. They, they leaned away from it being a tool iconic to the environment you're in to just being this is what the franchise demands we have in the start so now we have one but i digress um that one has a lot more guns and i didn't use most of them but i'll tell you what i did use the fucking javelin launchers got a uh fucking electrical mode on it now where you shoot a guy and you can like pump with like 50 cc's full of god's lightning thrust at him and oh my god it just feels so good to electrocute some of those things like, there are some guys that have a bunch of, like, those glowy yellow weak spots or whatever, and one center mass lightning rod thing will just take care of all of them. It's like, oh, man, so good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, anyway, um, the other problem that it has is that it's, like, I don't know. It's The problem is that there's, like, too much people in it, <laughs> like, too many NPCs, but also they don't, you don't ever interact with them because... The one main bad guy, like this this black dude that you're talking to, he just dies off screen. And he's the one that's yelling at you the whole time to shape up and stop being an asshole and stop ruining his cult or whatever. But you never actually see him. He's just, like, there in the story somewhere for you to listen to on your radio when he yells at you. But it's never, like, impactful to the story. And I think they just didn't want to include other humans near you to, like, kill the illusion that you're alone on the spaceship. But it's like... If every single person that we talk to just dies on the other side of glass or whatever, it's like I'm having a really hard time sort of connecting with any of these people because I don't think of them as people. They're just like Chuck E. Cheese animatronics on the other side of the curtain. They're you know set what I'm saying? pieces. Yeah, they're just set yeah, pieces. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. like in the first one, you come there with a whole crew and just one by one they all get picked off. And this one guy is talking to you like the whole game. Like, hey man, we gotta go here and go there and go there. I'll meet you there. And you're only in the same room as that guy one time. And then he just dies later. And it's like, dude, we barely had time with this guy. All he does is call me on the radio and tell me that like the thing is busted and he can't get through so he's gonna go around or whatever. And it's basically the same in this one except like the the hot one-eyed chick that you hang out with is like on screen more. She's in the room as you more, but the crazy guy that you pick up that she's keeping safe or whatever, he just, like, jumps you out of a doorway once, and then you fucking stab him with a screwdriver, and he's just dead there, like, in the hallway. And it's like, man, <laughs> this feels really weird. Especially since you can, like, pick up his dead body with your kinesis mods and carry it through the rest of the level with you, which I totally did do that. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. That's I wanted awesome. to see if I got something for it, you know? 
I didn't. Sure, though. yeah, like a weird trophy or something. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, it's like, hey, you carried a dead guy through the entire level. That must have been inconvenience. It's like, yeah, it was. <laughs> it really was. I can't let um, him go. <laughs> I, well, I did actually wind up with just his head at one point because I broke him. Uh, I, I accidentally put him in the way of an oncoming monster and he cut him in half. But <laughs> you know, amazing, um, love it. So it's 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 all right. Uh, the in the second game here, uh, the, the, besides the javelin gun, though, I also used the sniper, which I bought by mistake. <laughs> I thought it was the uh, pulse rifle, and I bought the sniper by mistake, and then I just kind of stuck with it. But it's kind of fun to, like, blow dude's arms off with one shot, but it's only got, like, four shots, so it's pretty shit. And it doesn't really help you fight the final boss or anything, so... I literally I, it wasn't never very used helpful. the sniper rifle. Never once yeah, did I, I use the sniper rifle. I mean, well, plasma cutter is still all you need, and then pulse rifle fills in the gaps. Those two things are still the bread and butter of your entire playthrough mm-hmm. for this game. I I promise that's all you ever need. Except against, like, the regenerator guys, because this game adds, like, a bunch of new kinds of zombies in it, like fucking explodey toddlers who can go fuck themselves. There's There's one too many explode-on-contact monsters in this game. That, like, come up behind you. Like, there's this guy with this big fucking nutsack that he carries around in his arm. And it glows and it's big and yellow. And he's super slow. And it's really easy to take him out when you can see him coming. Because, like, you know, he's big and glowy. And one shot to his boober will explode him. And the explosion's a little bit bigger than you think it would be. But it's still definitely manageable. But sometimes the game just spawns them behind you, and it's like, that's not clever design, that's just being an asshole. That's just a tax for coming through this hallway. Because, like, you know, what am I supposed to do about that? I, I There's no quick turnaround button, and I can't really see his glowing hand behind me. Yeah, yeah I mean, just look back maybe in randomly. 3 there was a swivel, I don't remember anymore. But, like, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you, you, you ha- you're not challenging me to finish the gameplay here. This isn't constructed to test my skills. This is just bullshit. Which is a problem yeah. that 2 had a lot of, where it throws a lot of guys at you that are like, these things together are not fair. So there's like these these little like like little fucking facehugger things almost that jump all over you. They don't really do a lot of damage, but they do a lot of damage over time. And what you have to do to get them off is you have to stop and just mash the button to like shake them off of you, you know? Which isn't a problem normally. But if they come at you in the middle of a fight with something else, you basically have to choose to stand there and shake them off and then get your ass pounded by the oncoming saw blade hand or fight the other things off while you're wearing those things and they slowly vampire your life away and still risk getting hit by the big things. So it's like, you can't put the... I know it's like an extra challenge or whatever, but it's like, you didn't give me the adequate space to deal with this problem. Because I have no way of getting rid of them before they get to me if I don't see them because I won't see them, because they're going to crawl out of a dude's corpse I walk over. So it's not like I'm going to have an opportunity to deal with that. And there's no way to get rid of them once they're on you besides smashing that button. So, like, I got, I, got I basically have to just take damage. Corpse. Just shoot every corpse. I mean, you could time. shoot every corpse, and you would be wise to do that, but they come out in packs of, like, 30. So, like, yeah. uh-huh. you can't just shoot, like, a couple shots with the plasma cutter in there and deal with it. I basically just have to, like, throw an explodey in there or something to, like, to deal with that problem. Uh, right. There's one big fat guy that makes them a lot, so I basically prioritize killing him before he can do that. But even then, it's not guaranteed that he doesn't do it while he's dying or something. So, it, they're just a pain in the ass. And it's like, you can't you can't put these things in a room in such a narrow hallway, because there's no room for me to run away and deal with them first. 
And it's just frustrating. Luckily, these things seem to be accidentally programmed to not walk through some doorways. So, like, I have definitely found a couple doors I stood five feet away from a terrifying monster just flailing wildly at my too. invisible yeah. box that it can't pass through. And there's just a wave of these things crashing against the invisible shore of this door frame as they pile up over each other World War Z style trying to get me even though they can never pass through this invisible block of nothingness. And you just pop them at your leisure. But most of the time that doesn't happen. And a lot of the time they throw them in there with those fucking crawly guys with the scorpion tail that run. No, it shouldn't get to run. That's not fair. They should be able to just waddle at me all slow like. But all of those things I can deal with. The one that I can never forgive is those fucking chargey guys that hide behind corners and run at you those with armor heads that worst. don't flinch. And yeah, they yeah, just yeah. bounce off of you like fucking ping pong balls. And it's like, dude, what am I supposed to do about this? Like, yeah, you can technically shoot them before they get to you. And sometimes if you take the leg off or whatever, they'll die. But mostly all that does is they start crawling at you then. And I don't know what the trick is to find them. I don't know if you're supposed to, like, listen for them or something or... What you the deal is, them, but you can see them. Yeah, you can see a peek corners. around the corners. You yeah. yeah, you can see that. Except when I do that, as soon as you aim at them, they tuck their head back and then they run out and they take such a swing around that corner. I can't always line up a shot before they get to me. And Isaac has some butterfingers and doesn't reload very fast, nor does he jump or dodge roll. So I have no way of really getting out of the way once they set their sights on me. The only thing you can really do is turn around and run and just bob and weave enough for them to stop chasing you, which does kind of work. But mostly they'll just sneak up on you, too, because, you know, you've already wandered your stupid ass into their big maze and now it's too late because now they're going to come and fucking Eiffel Tower your ass because you came to the wrong neighborhood, motherfucker. So yep. my strategy for dealing with those was to get the lightning javelin thing, uh, hoping to hit them once and then squeezing that fucking lightning button as hard as I could and just listening to them die across the screen. That was my favorite. <laughs> just listening to them. Ex and if you upgrade it all the way, it adds an explosion at the end of the electricity just to really finish the job. So, like, you get yeah. one of them, like, in the brain or whatever, and that usually makes them either charge at you or run away. But either way, as long as I can hit that lightning button, they just fucking toast them before they get to me. And it's such a good feeling. Oh, my God, I love it. Uh, I also have electrocuted myself a couple times with that because sometimes they'll just tank the electricity and then they'll bring it to you. And that electricity will also affect you. Oops. Which is really frustrating, but... Yeah, that's... That, I mean, it's realistic, but also it's, like, irritating. Because it's like, that's not how games work. Like, I can't hurt myself. Correct. Like, that's, that's how yeah, it's supposed to be. Yeah, this is a video game. I'm not supposed to have this. But, whatever. Yeah. The point is that uh, 2 added a bunch of stuff, and none of it actually really made the game better. And it made it more action third-person shooter. Especially in the situations where there's, like, waves of guys that show up in areas behind locked doors. You have to wait for them to open or whatever. Like... There's an awful lot of times when it feels more like third-person shooter than horror game, whereas the first one yeah. didn't really have that. Like, it definitely had some situations where it locks you in a place and bad things happen, but 2 has a thing where you're driving a big drill through a tunnel and they just kind of show up over the walls and you have to, like, defend it waiting for elevator style. You know, that classic mission in a game where you're waiting yeah. for a thing to arrive and you have to just hold out until then. It's basically just that. And that is not a horror set piece. That is an action set piece. So two yeah, the second one does not hold scary. up. Three never was good in the first place. And one is still playable, despite how ugly it is. That is my humble right. opinion on the matter. All right. Well, that's great. I might. I know that they're remaking one. I, I'm really hoping the remake is good. Uh, 
because I, you know, that would alleviate. Yeah, we talked the about that. I, I, I'm factor. totally open to them doing it again as long as they do it horror and not do it Gears of War. Yes, no, I can. I, that seems to be the vibe that they're trying to go for. Like, try to be as like, uh, what's the word? Like, honest? Uh, uh or no, that's not right. Faithful. Whatever. Faithful. Thank you. Thank you. They're trying to be as faithful to the original game as possible while also like making it a more modern game. Uh, I hope that that. I'll, t- actually I'll tell works you out. what though. Um, one is definitely a, a relic of its past because the controls for one are a little wonky as far as like what buttons yeah. do what. Like reload is a little weird. You know, it's like uh, the, it's not mapped like remember. you would expect it to be. And then in I was, I was playing this with a controller, and it's like you would expect X to be reload. It was like R B or something. And then oh, you know, yeah, in two, they changed the controls to be in line with what the modern standards were. So two has like controls like an actual video game, and one is a little all over the place. But it doesn't take that long to like get in the headspace. It's just a little, just a weird thing, you know? Yeah. No, absolutely. All right. Well, do you have anything more to say about Dead Space? Or are you good? Uh, nope. I'm looking forward to the rest of the shit I have to try now. <laughs> I'm looking forward to hearing it, Steve. Uh, all right. So mine, all right, I'm going to try to keep this, I'm going to keep this focus. Keep it, keep it, keep it moving. Cause I got a lot to say and I got to just go. Um, all right. So for my humble opinion, I finished book two of the, uh, Mistborn trilogy and book two is the well of Ascension. And in my humble opinion, Book two is significantly better than the first one, and in my opinion, it might actually be my favorite Cosmere novel. I need to give it more time before I decide that, but I I absolutely loved The Well of Ascension. Okay, so uh, I talked about this just last week, so hopefully you remember some of it. Uh, the first Mistborn, they have to defeat the evil Dark Lord, right? The, the immortal Lord Ruler who's been around for a thousand years. And yes, short, yes, yes. And the short the guy making is, it rain ash everywhere, I remember. Yeah, the guy, was, the guy who made... Yes, yes. Uh, by the way, I now know how he... What happened there, but I don't want to... What he did is he, uh, he moved the planet closer to the sun, uh, and then that made it too hot, so then he uh, made the volcanoes erupt more often, so that the ash in the atmosphere would uh, reflect heat away from the planet. That's... That's how that, that's why that happened. Uh, go figure. Neat. Yeah, I know. But anyway, uh, so the first one was about defeating the evil Dark Lord. Uh, and it's a pretty standard fantasy thing. You know, the first one is really just about introducing you to this world and these characters and this magic system. The second one is where you really, really get to like the meat of the story. Because really at the heart of this story is... Uh, the question of what the fuck do we do now? That's like it. Uh, because the Lord Ruler was around for a thousand years and now they have a new form of government that has uh, that has an assembly and they're trying to do, do more democratic things. And Elend, who was uh, in the last book, but he wasn't a major character. He was just like the love interest for the main character. Um, and he is an idealist, and he is the new king, and he has all of these grand, uh, beautiful ideas for uh, how government should work, and, you know, a, a, a government that's for the people and by the people, you know, classic bullshit. Uh, and he, you know, he really, really wants to be a good king, and he really, really wants to uh, make up for the thousand years of oppression that the Ska under, uh, underwent. 
uh, and he just he wants to make everything better. You know, he's just he's so progressive and awesome and great. Uh, unfortunately for him, uh, he's in an absolute shit situation, and everything does not go his way. Uh, so he's been uh, his new government's been around for about a year uh, at the beginning of this book. Uh, so it's it's still relatively new, but some things are like established and it's working okay. The problem is that uh, Ellen's dad, Straff Venture, who's a total fucking asshole, uh, he has shown up uh, outside of their city with an army, and he's gonna sack the fucking city and he's going to take the throne. Uh, because he is, uh, he crowned himself king because the Lord Ruler is dead, and that's how these things work. Uh, unfortunately for Straff, there's another army who's led by a guy named Set, uh, who was baited into coming to this capital, uh, literally as a means of delaying the inevitable, because Straff was here, and he had his whole army, and he was gonna take the city, except suddenly there's this whole other army who, uh, who also wants the throne, and all they have to do is wait for Straff to try to take the city, uh, have his forces dwindle, and then Set can come in, kick ass, and win the day, so now they have, like, a three-way standoff going on. Uh, and no one seems to know what to do. And the whole reason that they brought the second army was just to give themselves more time to figure out what to do, because, uh, the capital city, Luthadel, is, like, super undermanned, and, like, they, they do have thousands of people there, but they're not soldiers, really. Uh, they're just a bunch of peasants, uh, and noblemen who have, like, never done anything in their entire lives, and now suddenly they're being besieged, and no one knows what the fuck to do, uh, and Elend is trying uh, to lead. You have to light the torches. Gondor calls for aid. Well, th that's just it. They, there is no allies. There's no one. Like, they, they, There's no Rohan? No, there is no Rohan. Society is collapsing because they killed the fucking Lord Ruler, you know? Like, everything is, to, is going to shit right now. Uh, and, oh, and there's a third army that is coming. Uh, they don't get there until, like, about halfway through the book. But Those are the that orcs, right? Part, uh, you know, it's funny you say that because basically, kind of, uh, they're uh, an army of Kolos, which are, like, these blue-skinned humanoid uh, creatures who uh, never stop growing. Uh, and so when they're, when they're young, they're about five feet tall, and they have, like, this loose, gross, baggy skin. Like, their skin is just hanging off of them, because they, they, they never stop growing, but their skin doesn't grow with them. Uh, and oh. as they get older, their skin starts to fit them better, and then, like, they get up to be, like, 12 feet tall once that you get, like, to, like, the top ages. And at that point, their skin is literally ripping off of them. Uh, which is so fucking gross. Like, it, but it's also so cool and weird. And they also have, like, really bright red blood, like, compared to humans. Uh, like, it's like a different shade of red. So they're very, very nice. much not human. Uh, oh, yeah. And they also have exactly two emotions. And those two emotions are... Uh, fucking rage. En enraged, yes. Uh, and the other one is uh, boredom. Like, they just don't really care about anything. Like, oh. they, like... <laughs> yeah, like they they just they they'll fly into a rage and murder each other. They murder each other constantly. 
Uh, they're just really, really into murder, these Kolos. Uh, and when they're not murdering, they just kind of, they just kind of hang around. They, you know, kind of kick a pebble, kick a pebble or whatever. Like, they don't really know what to do. Kind of, you know, just not really interested in anything that's happening around them. <laughs> Which is so weird right. and cool. I love these guys. I mean, they're horrible, but I love them. Uh, and that army is coming, uh, and nobody wants the Coloss to come to this fucking uh, capital city. Like that's that's horrible. Usually, the before the Lord Ruler died, the the, the Coloss were kept like way separate. Like people didn't really deal with Coloss. Uh, and, but now that the Lord Ruler is dead, the Coloss are being led by this moron, uh, and so they're just, they're coming, and no one knows what to do about it, and everyone's worried about what they're gonna do, uh, and in this horrible, crazy situation where you have this, this, this three-way standoff with a, with a fourth party coming, uh, you know, it's like, it's like, it's all building, and that's the whole book, is, like, is this whole siege that's happening, uh, during all of this, Vin, who's the main character, uh, she is having a crisis of identity, and she doesn't know who she wants to be, and, uh, like, Elland is coming into his own as a leader, I'm gonna get back to Elland in a little bit, uh, but, uh, I absolutely love Elland, and I really, really want to talk about him, but we're gonna hold off on that, but, uh, Vin is questioning herself, she doesn't really know, like, you know, she's married to the king, or she's not married, but she gets married during the events of the book, uh, but she's, she's dating the king, uh, and she's mistborn, but she was a peasant for her whole life, and she was, like, a she was a street urchin, like, you know, what is she doing being, you know, dating a king? Like, why is she having to make policy decisions, and why is everyone looking to her as some kind of leader? Because she's not, like, she has no fucking clue what she's doing. All she did was, uh, get trained by, uh, Kelsier, and then he died, and then she killed the Lord Ruler, and now she's just trying to pick up the pieces and figure out what to do next. Uh, and she just, she, and she doesn't, she doesn't feel right. She, uh, she is concerned about a lot of different things that are happening in the world. Uh, the mists, which you may remember the mists, they come at night. Uh, they're acting strangely. Uh, the stranger mists than usual. are... M- stranger than usual, yeah. Uh, the mists are staying around longer. Like, they used to just go away when the sun came up, and that was that. But now they seem to linger for, like, a few minutes. Like... Which, that happened sometimes before, but it's different now. It's it, it's like every day they stay a little bit longer, and no one seems to have any idea why, and, and she's, Vin, is trying to figure out, like, what that's about, uh, and she feels this, like, pounding in her head. She feels like something is calling to her, but she doesn't know what, and she doesn't know what it wants, what it wants her to do, uh, and there's a figure that appears in the mists, like, like, literally, it's it's like a, a like the silhouette of a person will appear in the mists, but there's no one there. And but she can feel them with her um, with her magic senses or whatever, because one of her powers is that she can sense people uh, who are using powers who are using powers, and she can sense mm-hmm. from this figure in the mists that it's a it's there, it's real, it's happening. But she can't touch it. It doesn't speak occasionally it just kind of usually just follows her around and just looks at her occasionally it will point at things but like she she doesn't have any idea what it's pointing to or why um and she's just she's trying to figure out who she wants to be and uh she's 
she meets another Mistborn whose name is Zane, and he's uh, he's crazy. Uh, he's Ellen's secret half brother, uh, and he is <laughs> he is a he is a Mistborn, so he is he's like stupid powerful. Uh, he also has the voice of God in his mind that tells him to kill everyone every time he sees them. Like, every time he sees a person... Well, I don't he think has... that's the voice of God. Uh, you know, it actually is, <laughs> but a oh. piece of God. It's What it is, is it's... Um, it's a it's ruin ruin itself which is one of the shards that's on this planet uh is is like inhabiting him and it's like trying to get him to destroy things because ruin is a is a creature of destruction that that's what its whole fucking game plan is it just wants to destroy the world because that's what it does uh like anyway uh, and then there's Elland, and and he is the one that I really, really want to talk about. So Elland is in, you know, he's the new king, and he is having a really hard time getting anybody to take him seriously, uh, because he's young, uh, he's kind, he doesn't dress very well, his hair is usually a mess, uh, he's a bookworm, like, you know, he's this, he's, he's an introvert, He's, he's a recluse, uh, but now suddenly he's in this position of power, and, uh, he, and he has these really, really good ideas for governments and how governments should be run, and people trusted him to write the government laws or whatever, and they made him the king, but they don't see him as a king. They don't, they don't see him as an authority figure. They just see him as, like, the guy who wrote the rules or whatever. Uh, and he wants, and he knows what's going on. Like, you know, he wants to, to defend his city. He wants to, um, negotiate with his father, Straff, and try to figure out a way to, uh, not to, to kill him, really. Uh, and, you know, he's trying, he, he's doing a lot of different political things to try to fuck with Straff and to fuck with Set, Set, the two armies that are outside his city. Um... And he meets this uh, this woman who uh, teaches him what it is. She's a biographer, uh, and she's all about um, she's all about people who are kings. Like she, that's like her whole deal is kings. Uh, and she's kind of teaching him how to be a king. Uh, like she tells him to stand up straighter, and she and he tells him to um, to you know to dress better, and you know stop and to stop asking for. Uh, yeah, speak out, and, you know, don't ask for apologies. No, I said to get gout. To get, get, no, no, don't get gout. Don't do that. Uh, it's but the like, king's no, don't disease. Uh, but also to, uh, for him to not, uh, don't apologize. You know, like, like, because as king, he is responsible for everything, but he's never guilty of anything. And, you know, he's like, what are you talking, like, that doesn't make any sense. And she's like, no, like, anytime, if you make a mistake, you have to own that mistake, and you have to learn from it, but you have to know that you are the king, and you made the best decision you could in the moment. Like, it, and, like, it's it's all, she's teaching him how to be confident, really. Uh, and, you know, in, in himself, and in himself as a leader, because uh, he knows what's going on, but he he's so kind, and he wants to hear what other people have to say, and he wants to please everybody. And he's learning more and more and more that you can't please everyone when you're in a position of leadership. Like, some people are never going to be satisfied. You know, compromises have to be made. And some people don't ever want to compromise under any circumstances. Uh, and he has to 
like deal with that and learn how to assert himself and be like, okay, I know what's going on. I know what's best. And just, so just shut the fuck up and let me do my thing. Uh, and on a personal level, like, you know, the Ellen's situation is of course very different from my own situation, but I, I, I don't really talk about this a lot on the show, but uh, I, I, I'm a manager now. I, I recently became a manager and I was reading this book while on vacation and like it just really like Ellen's whole coming into his own as a leader and like maturing and questioning, you know, he's very insecure and he's questioning himself and uh, he's learning to not question himself as much and to accept that he's the best person to be king. And that's just that's just how it is. Uh, it just, it really spoke to me. It, like, I, I really, really connected with Ellen as a character when I was reading this. Uh, and I just, I absolutely love his, love him to death. He's my favorite character in any Cosmere book. Ellen is number one for me. I will fight for Ellen until the day I die. I fucking love Ellen. Uh, and it really is just because of the life situation that I was in when I read this book. But even so, I just, God damn it, do I love Ellen. Um, <sighs> Okay. Nice. So, anyway, uh, Ellen's great. Vin, I, I like Vin. Uh, her whole her self doubts are less relatable to me. So I didn't I didn't connect with her as much as I connected with Ellen. Ellen, excuse me. Um, but but I, I I liked her. For her, it's more of it's more traditional. Like it's like oh, you know, I'm too Ellen's too good for me. Like you know, I don't deserve him. I should just leave. You know, like uh, and it just it, it was it was kind of annoying at times. Uh, but it made sense for her character, and it I ultimately liked who she became at the end. She of course eventually chooses that yes. She should be with Ellen, and she uh, chooses not to be with Zane, who's this other Mistborn who's crazy and wants to wants to run away with her. Like she does, she rejects him and ends up killing him. Uh, anyway, so uh, what ends up happening at the end of this book is uh, Ellen and Vin are sent away. Oh yeah, I should mention uh, Ellen got deposed. He he was removed from office. Uh, because he had written that into the law. He had written uh, the possibility for the assembly to um, take away his kingship and give it to somebody else by, by a unanimous vote. And that's exactly what happens because they're being manipulated by outside forces. Uh, and, you know, they're in the middle of this huge crisis. They're literally being besieged and he has to defend his own throne and convince people to, you know, to trust him to be the king. And they end up not trusting him and he is dethroned and there is a new king. Uh, and then he's convinced to leave. Uh, you know, it's like, all right, like, you know, the people rejected you, but, uh, you know, you can still keep going and Luthadel is doomed. There's nothing you can do. Uh, you know, you should maybe just go. Uh, and come back later and, you know, hopefully make a difference then. And that's what he does. Uh, and Vin also, and you know, Vin and he are now married and, you know, they're leaving together. Uh, but they were tricked into leaving. So uh, the reason, the, the other reason, like, uh, that they were sent away, not just so that he could come back later and whatever, uh, but the other reason they were sent away is because one of their companions, Sazed, I would like to talk more about Sazed, but I, I just don't have time. Uh, I also love Sazed as a character, but I just don't have time to get into him. Um, he 
uh, convinces them to leave so that they can go and find the Well of Ascension. Short short version is the Well of Ascension is the thing that gave the Lord Ruler his powers. It's the thing that made the Lord Ruler the Lord fucking Ruler. Uh, and they're, and, and says it lies to them to convince them to leave the city. And it's like, yeah, I know where, you know, I figured out where the well is like, you should go there. Uh, yeah, and so just they, over that horizon line. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, cause says knows that they're doomed. Like says knows that like Luthadel is going to be sacked. A lot of people are going to die and he wants to save Vin and Ellen before it's too late because like those, you know, because he loves guy. them. They're, yeah, they're his friends. Uh, but so Vin and Ellen are leaving, but then like halfway there, you know, they're, they're like four days away and then they realize and then they they figure out what's going on. Like they're like, wait a second. Like uh, I could explain to you how they figure it out, but it doesn't fucking matter. The point is, is that they uh, they realize why they were sent away, that the Well of Ascension isn't where they're, you know, isn't where they're going uh, and that uh, the city is going to be attacked and they just fucking left because they're dumb. Uh, which honestly, them leaving was like my least favorite part of the book, just because it seemed so strange for both of them to leave right when everything was coming to a head. Like, I get that they were tricked, but it just felt really, really quick and forced for them to both fall for this obvious lie. Like, just because it's like, oh yeah, let's do it. Let's leave. And then they just leave completely by themselves. And it's like, what the, what, what do we... Like, that doesn't, like, track with who you uh, both acted at the beginning of the book. Like, it just, it felt odd to me. But that's, like, my, that's really the only criticism I have. And it was just a, it was just a means for them to not die in this city. Uh, But uh, Vin, figuring out that she's been tricked, runs back to the city using her powers. She uses, like, horseshoes to, like, make this weird, like, windmill pattern so she can, like, you know, go over vast distances at, like, a ridiculous speed, uh, and not, uh, use up too much of her metals, anyway, which is so cool, but, so she's, she's flying, uh, to get back to the city, uh, the city is being attacked actively, uh, the, uh, set has left, uh, Straff has decided to back off for the time being because he wants to allow the Coloss to attack the city. The Coloss do exactly that. They, uh, attack the goddamn city. Uh, and it's, uh, bloody as fuck. Uh, the, the city is, uh, puts up a pretty good defense, a better defense that, than they thought they were going to put up. Uh, they kill thousands of Coloss, but there's a hundred thousand outside. Uh, or I think it's about, maybe it's not quite that much. I don't remember the exact number. Uh, they, you know, they do a good job, but it's just, it's not working. Like they can't win. Uh, Vin comes in and Vin, uh, starts killing Coloss herself. She's killing, like, she literally personally kills hundreds, hundreds of Coloss. Uh, oh, hundreds. Hundreds. Yeah. Which is a, which is a lot, but it's also not enough. Uh, and it's not going super well because, like, you know, she's killing them left and right, but there's just, there's always more, uh, and she doesn't know what to do, and she's running out of, uh, medals, and she, there's not much more she can do at this point, and then she, uh, decides to use emotional allomancy, you know, because that's a thing that they can do that can affect people's emotions, uh, sure, sure. she decides to use emotional allomancy, allomancy, uh, and at the same time burn this other metal that like supercharges her metals, uh, which she had recently discovered. 
uh, and she's able to take over the Coloss completely and utterly. Uh, it turns out that the Coloss were created by the Lord Ruler, and he designed them so that they could easily be mind-controlled by an Allomancer, because they're his army, you know, like, he designed them so that he had a, right. a means to control them. Uh, so she just takes over their minds and just makes them stop attacking, and then she leads her army of her army of Coloss out of the city, and she goes and kills kills Straff, who's a total fucking dick. Uh, and I was so happy he got cut in half, uh, and it was amazing. Uh, and then um, she meets with Set, and she meets with uh, the new king of Luthadel, and she meets with a couple other people, and she's like, "All right, so uh, I took over the Coloss army." And, uh, Elend is the- you guys can all be kings, you're all kings, but Elend is the emperor, and you're all going to swear fealty to him, or I'm going to murder you with, uh, this army of Kolos. So, that's, that's that. Uh, and it worked! Yeah, it worked! Elend wasn't there, so he couldn't object to it, and she's like, yeah, I'm- I'm done with this, I'm done with the bullshit, like, you know, we're- this is how it's gonna be. Uh, and that's what it was. Uh, he, Ellen is the new emperor. Uh, Vin is the new empress. Uh, and all of these, uh, factions are now officially under their control. And people are, and they actually are pretty okay with that because they're like, they're used to being under control because they've been under the control of the Lord Ruler this whole, fu you know, for, for generations. Like it's, it's, it's actually not that hard for them to accept. Uh, it's just like Loki was saying. Uh, yeah, kind of. <laughs> uh, and then, and I'm not, I'm not done. Uh, so I gotta, I gotta get to this last part here. Uh, so everything seems to be going pretty well, but Vin still, still feels this, this drumming in her mind. She still feels this, this, uh, calling, you know, oh, you like know, Jumanji. Fucking, I was thinking, I was thinking Frozen 2, but sure. Yeah. Um, okay, sure. Like Frozen yeah. 2. She's like Frozen 2. That, that's actually the that's what Megan said when I was telling her about it. She's like, oh, like Frozen 2. And I was like, yeah, actually, very similar to that. Uh, it's like, it's like she can't, it's like a gravity. She just feels compelled to go to this place. Uh, so, she turns out, she finds the Well of Ascension in the city she was in the whole fucking time. Uh, it was like, hidden deep underneath the, the, um, the, the, old lord rulers um like capital it was like there was like a secret entrance that no one had, had no one had found but she was able to find it fi finally now at the end she, so she goes down uh and she ha has been reading these books about the the prophecy of the hero of ages and how the hero of ages has to choose to let the power of the well go and she you cannot use the power to uh to help yourself and you have to be selfless and she's like yes like that's what i'm gonna do like i'm gonna do this uh so she gets to the well uh and and she's like, all right, I'm going to go in and I'm going to let the power go. And then hopefully the deepness will be defeated and everything will be fine. And the mists will go back to normal. And, you know, we're going to be done with this. Uh, then that that mist spirit shows up uh, and it stabs Ellen. Uh, and mm. she and she's like, oh, no. Uh, and she could have used the power of the well to save Ellen's life. She could have accepted. She has to, like 
accept or not accept the power. She, you know, she can't borrow the power, use it once, and then let it go again. It doesn't work that way. If you if you take it in, it's in you, and that's that. You know, um, but she, so she like she. Uh, goes up to the thing, uh, and she's like, okay, like, I want to save Elland, I do, but she's looking into his dying eyes, and he's like, but this isn't what Elland would want. He, you know, he, he, he's an idealist, he wouldn't want another lord ruler, like, you know, he wouldn't want me to do this, like, I have to, I have to let the power go, I have to do what Elland would want me to do. And so, she lets the power go, fulfilling the prophecy of the hero of ages, and she does the thing. And when she does that, she hears a voice in her mind that says, I am free! Turns out, the Well of Ascension was in fact a prison for Ruin. Uh, It was a prison that was designed by the other shard that was on this planet, uh, Preservation. Uh, And because she doesn't want Ruin to destroy the world... Uh, and he, Ruin, uh, was created the prophecy, or actually more accurately, he found the prophecy of the Hero of Ages, and then he altered it, because even though he's trapped in the well, he can still, like, quietly affect the world around him, and one of the things that he can actually change is he can change written words. He can, like, literally... I'm gonna stop you right there. This is... An episode of Teen Titans? <laughs> kind of. Uh, kind of. It's not an episode Do you remember that episode? Uh, no, I actually, I don't, I don't remember. Raven found episode. a book that ha- it was telling a story about a wizard and a dragon, and then the wizard sealed the dragon in a prison, and then the wizard was talking to her through the book, and she was trying to let the wizard out, but the wizard just changed the names in the book of the dragon and the wizard, and it was actually the dragon that was in the book. Oh, yes! That's pretty much that that's exactly it yeah 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 cool so uh i mean not okay not exactly that but close enough uh so yeah so ruin was manipulating things from behind the scenes she he was the one who changed the the prophecy to make it so that they had to give up the power because if they gave up the power that freed him uh so by vin choosing to be selfless and to do the right thing she accidentally released a divine creature of destruction upon the world. <laughs> I, creature, is an, creature might not even really be the right word. It's like, it's a force of destruction. It's not like a living being exactly. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, oops is right. Oh, and uh, after that's over, she found a thing inside the room that she was in, inside the room of the Well of Ascension, uh, which is, which, uh, it was like a little bead of metal, uh, and she fed that to uh, Elland because the mist spirit was pointing to the thing and pointing to Elland, and she's like, well, I got nothing to lose. Uh, so she fed that to Elland, and then Elland didn't die, uh, and he himself became a Mistborn because it turns out that that's what that metal does. It makes you a Mistborn. Usually you have to, uh, it's just something that kind of happens to you. Uh, if you experience profound trauma, but it turns out there's a cheat method to it, too. Uh, So now he's not only alive, but he's now stupid powerful, too. Uh, And uh, that's the end. That's the end of uh, the second book. And I I loved it. 
So, yeah, the only complaints I have is, yes, uh, I didn't like it when they left the city. It felt a little forced and contrived. And the other thing is they didn't always uh, perfectly mesh up. The, like, there's basically two storylines. There's the storylines of the armies, and there's the storyline of this the Well of Ascension and this ancient god creature trying to escape from the well, right? That's, that's like, the two main things that they're fighting against. Sure. And they don't really, they don't always mesh perfectly. Like, uh, sometimes it feels like one is a distraction from the other. Uh, but, I mean, I guess it's, it, you know, it is all happening at the same time. And there's just, there's a lot going on. Uh, but it, it does occasionally feel frustrating when it's like, you're right in the middle of this big political thing. Uh, and dealing with these armies and then they cut away and it's a chapter of Vin and she's uh, reading about the well and she's reading about the hero of ages and she's questioning all this bullshit. And then they, you know, and just when that starts to get interesting, then they cut back to the political stuff and it just, it, it gives you whiplash at times. It's, it's still a very good book and both storylines are good. It's just in my personal opinion, it didn't always, it, it, they felt like two separate stories that just happened to be happening at the same time. And then right at the end, they just got smashed together. Uh, and it was just, it was a little weird, but, um, but overall, I really, really liked the book. I, uh, I I really really like the the world and I love Ellen and I, the characters are just so well written and realized that uh, yeah I I'm a big fan of the Mistborn series so far I can't wait to read the third one and that's it nice. all right so okay cool uh, so those were the complaints this week if you can't complain share it with your friends bye oh crap did not mean to do that.